I'm Mike Breen, Public Awareness Officer for the American Mathematical Society, and I'm talking with Chris Butson, who's the Director of Neuromodulation Research at the Scientific Computing and Imaging Institute at the University of Utah. And we'll start out part two talking about reaction of clinicians to his work. The ones who, who've been involved with it have been very excited, but that's been a small number of clinicians so far. So we, this is in the, in the early phases. And so, yes, the, the hope is that we could drastically reduce the amount of time that's necessary for post-operative DBS management. And, but not only that, there's a more subtle problem, and that is that deep brain stimulation is a therapy that is generally given at academic medical centers, and academic medical centers tend to be in big cities. And so if you're a patient and you're a good candidate for deep brain stimulation, you might need to travel, especially if you live out in a rural area, you might need to travel a great distance. And that's not such a huge burden to travel for, for surgery, but then to keep traveling many hours each way for postoperative management is not really compelling, especially for patients and their families. And so one thing that we're looking at as kind of a next phase of this clinical study that we're planning is that we're going to give this mobile device to traveling nurses. And we're going to do a study where patients come in to the university or the medical center for surgery. They receive the deep brain stimulation system. And then they go home, and a nurse travels to their home and does their programming there using this mobile system. And in doing so, if that's successful, it will also help us address what's really an access problem. And the access problem is simply because a lot of the clinicians, family practice centers or, or community neurologists may not have experience with these stimulation systems and may not be quite comfortable programming them. Like when we think about in math, you prove something and then that's it, it's proved. But in, in medicine, it's, it's a little bit different. How, how many levels do you have to go through before you might say this comes to a, a doctor near you? So, right, that's a, a really good question. If the, the clinical studies that I'm proposing, if these studies are just incredibly successful, then I think we'll have good evidence, you know, that we can address the problems that we set out to, to address. And then we have a different problem to address, and that is really the last phase of the translation, right? So how do we get this into the hands of people who can make the biggest difference? And that requires the cooperation and engagement of companies and commercial collaborators who may be interested in using this technology. So some of this technology was already put into a spin-off company that was licensed and was sold, the spin-off company was sold to Boston Scientific in 2011. And I was a member of that spin-off company. Hopefully what we're developing now is new technology that could further the overall impact of using this approach. So Chris, is there anything you'd like to add? I think this is a really exciting time to work in this area. And I think that some of the initial successes in movement disorders have been great. They've been dramatic, and, and like I said, we've been able to bring about life-changing improvements for patients. With many of the new indications, it remains to be seen if they're successful or not. And I think there is a great need right now for good engineering and mathematical precision to be brought to this therapy simply because we don't have a well-developed concept of a dose like we do with pharmaceuticals. And so a lot of what we're doing with the, the computational modeling is helping to develop this idea of what really is a dose of this therapy and how do we manage it. And the, the last thing I'll say about it is I think it's unlikely that we're going to develop a good concept of a dose 
without having some good mathematical and, and engineering rigor. All right, uh, so that's Chris Butson, who is the Director of Neuromodulation Research at the Scientific Computing and Imaging Institute at the University of Utah. Uh, Chris, thanks very much. Okay, thank you.